And uh, we're just looking where the, how the teams are running up. And Eski playing from uh, right to left as we watch it. And Paul, just in terms of you've been here, you've played, does, does it matter what end of the park you play into at the start? Uh, no, not really. Unless there's a breeze, you know, it's it's the one the one uh, the one thing. Um, but it is important for Eski to get off to a good start, you know, uh, you know, to get the to get the confidence going and um, you know a couple of early scores to settle the nerves. And the referee is Cayman Flynn from Westmead. And uh, little, I don't think there's any breeze as such. Slight on the far side, we see slight movement of the flags. But the ball is thrown in and we're underway here in the All-Ireland Final. Immediately it's Bally Giblin on the attack and they're powering through. There's a chance here for Bally Giblin. They're under pressure and they've scored a goal. We're only 11 seconds into it. Dara Flynn has scored a goal. 11 seconds gone. They won the throw in. Power through the centre. It's Bally Giblin, a goal. Eski no score but a quick puck out from Jimmy Gordon and Eski on the attack there Marquine it was that set up the goal team with a brilliant run through the middle and just popped it off to Daryl Flynn who gave Jimmy Gordon no chance so that's Eski have to settle themselves the ball breaks away from Joe McHugh it hasn't well it has gone out over the sideline it's a sideline cut for Ballygiblin well Paul 11 seconds in how do you recover from that? It reminded me of the goal Dublin footballers got there years ago where from the throw-in, just Mark Keane picked up the ball and the middle opened up and he went clean through, flicked it out to Flynn and Jimmy Gordon and all chance. But no, like it's early doors, you know, to get hit with a blow, there's still plenty of time. And he's on the attack here. Could they score here? Andrew Kilcullen fires it in and he's got it over the bar. That was a long-range free. But in the second minute, Andrew Kilcullen has got his first score and he's got a lot of scores for the Sea Blues in hurling and football. So it's a goal to a point. Eski now have settled themselves, but that terrible start. Bally Giblin winning it, but there's Eski winning it back. Good play there from Fionn Connolly. It's a turnover from that puck out from Bally Giblin, and now it's driven into the corner. The ball inside to uh, Andrew Kilcullen. He's been marked very closely and very fiercely, but Kilcullen has time to turn. Has he time to hook it in? It's off. I think it came off the upright in the end. And that's another wide, but that was a, a nice turn, Paul, by Andrew, Andrew Cullen. And he'd done really well to win possession, but you could see how closely he was being marked by uh, James Mullins there. Yeah, brilliant pick-up by Andy here, right in front of the Hogan stand, and he just turned in inside and it just drifted to the to the far side of the post and wide. Three wides now for Eski to Bally Gibbons one. Good player, good chance. There's Thomas Cawley through, though. Thomas Cawley is through for Eski. Will he take the shot for goal? Back to Joe McHugh. McHugh shot. It's over the bar. Well, Eski needed that. They needed that. 18 minutes gone. Chance for Thomas Coley. Yeah, but I think it was also important to come out with a score at the same time, Liam, which we did, uh, Eski did. You know, if there was a shot saved or a missed chance there, awful important to keep the scoreboard ticking over. But it was the long ball that did the damage. And there were good chances for Ballygiblin. Great chances, like, you know, so, like, Eski will be heartened, like, you know, Ballygiblin were the team probably doing all the hurling. And, um, you know, there's only four points in it, which is nothing in hurling. Especially when Andy Kilcullen and Thomas Colley and Joe McHugh are around. But Eski, I'm sure, would need and will know that they, they need more scores as this first half goes on. 21 minutes gone. The ball in around the Eski defence. Bally Giblin broken away. So Eski working hard, winning breaks. But Bally Giblin getting chances here. It's in around the house. Jimmy Gordon has to come out and tidy up. And he fires that one down. Looking for Fionn Moylan there in the corner. Two Eski players on the ball there. One of them is Rory McHugh. Good skill from McHugh. 
pops it off to a teammate who's Mikey Gordon barreling his way past a couple of challenges. Rory McHugh. Has McHugh got the accuracy? He has. Nice score from Rory McHugh. It was his skill at the end but Mikey Gordon's work and it's now 1-5-5 to five, a three point game here Paul and if anything uh, to give us more confidence the, uh, if anything about the breeze the breeze is with Bally Giblin in the first half I'm just looking at the flags down on the Hill 16 end and here come Eastie again Thomas Cawley going through Cawley with the shot he just hasn't he had the direction not enough power in it and it's cleared into the arms of the goalkeeper Christopher Noonan for Bally Giblin and Bally Giblin now it's a three point game here 1-5-5 five to five. they get that ball inside to those dangerous forwards but it's broken away by Shane Malloy excellent work from Malloy but that's a long range effort for Bally Giblin and that's over the bar that's uh, Joseph O'Sullivan again he's hit a couple of booming points in this first half it's now 1-7 to 6 points here it's gone to a four-point game. You see, he's centre-forward, and he's, Rory is sitting and winning all the ball, but Joseph Sullivan has picked off two points from out around the middle field. I'd nearly, if I was Michael Gordon, try and get someone to track him, because he's a very, very good long-range shooter, but I'd leave Rory safe where he's doing a lot of damage. And it's blustery here at Crow Park. It's another chance for Bally Giblin, and that was over the bar. Cahal O'Mahony. Cahal O'Mahony. So Bally Giblin, 1-8, that's 11, Eski 6 points, there's a 5 point difference, and that's half time here at Crow Park, 1-8 to 6 points, but here's Andrew Cullen, the sideline cut going in around the goal, it's flicked over, is it flicked over the bar, oh unlucky from Mikey Gordon, unlucky, that could have gone anywhere, I think he intended to get it at least over the bar, big chance for Eski from Mikey Gordon and now that was good play from Bally Giblin they're on the attack again the new man Kieran Duggan is trying to get on it but there's a, a ruck of players preventing him but they break away from that ruck Bally Giblin and they're on the attack again when that chance coming in from Cahal O'Mahony that's gone wide and, and Liam you can't underestimate too Bally Giblin were here last year in this same final and that experience you know compared to East, you know that, that that is also a telling factor so far in we'll say the last two plays you know Bally Giblin lead 1-12 that's 15 to Eastkies 8 so 7 point game here and another opportunity for a shot at goal the ball in around the Eastkey house it breaks here Jimmy Gordon has it Gordon has it the danger is averted he gets it out to Fionn Connolly a big chance for Bally Giblin but uh, Eastkey put out that particular fire and again well Bally Giblin have tightened up a little bit Paul there on in terms of the ball being played into the Eastkey forwards they seem to have an extra man back there now yeah they have a man drop back and they're not coming forward they're just happy to sit they have the lead they're just happy to have hold what they have and try and tap over a few points well they punished a mistake by Eastkey there and here's a chance for another score Bally Giblin Jimmy Gordon does really well remember he saved that goal in the first half and there he is again to Rory McHugh and Rory McHugh now plays that down and it breaks away but it still might reach Joe it's gone out for a sideline ball to Eastgate in fairness to Jimmy Gordon he's very very steady there Liam you know he's he's done all the the, um, the the housekeeping as we say around the square very very well and his distribution has been very very good well Eastgate that attack breaks down can they make something happen here with Andrew Cullen? he stopped and halted Bally Giblin get players in there in the ruck 
and they break away Lorcan Finn Lorcan Finn has done really well and now Owen Rua McGowan is in a chase up against Joseph O'Sullivan and the Eastkey man does his best to win that one but it's uh, Rory McHugh has to spin oh. across and it's a free for Ballygibbon so they're winning the 50-50 duels they're winning those small battles Eastkey making a number of mistakes and suddenly the seven point gap seems like a a, a big, big margin to make it up. It feels like a mountain to climb at the moment, you know. Valley Gibbon are winning a lot of the jewels, and I know the dreaded water breaks are gone, but I would imagine if they were here, EC would be dying to get to one just so Michael Gordon could have awarded them. But yeah, Valley Gibbon are beginning to turn the screw of it here, and a chance for Joe Sullivan to throw over point number eight. But that shot comes in. Oh, that's a beautiful score. That is an absolutely wonderful score. You know, it's Cahal O'Mahony. Yeah, Cahal O'Mahony. And uh, third point. I just hope they battle on now, you know, and close the gap. And and um, because as we said, Ballygibbon were here last year. They lost by a point, and they went back and regrouped and came back. So you know, there's a great score. Oh, that's a nice hoisted point from Joe McHugh. That was lovely. That was needed. Now, Joe, another six of those, if you please. One fifteen to ten. It's an eight-point game, but nice play, Andrew Cullen to Joe McHugh. And that was nicely popped over the bar. So maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm sure Eastie will review this game and they'll notice. Uh, it, it will be painful note-taking when you're marking down the small little things that you, you think, well, we could have won that ball. We should have won that ball. Well, well Eastie lost the Connacht final last year and they went back and they looked at things and they came back and won it this year. And again, they'll do the same with this. You know, they're a very young squad. But that play there, Thomas Cawley won the ball in the middle of the field under the Hogan stand. He looked to give the ball in to Andy Kilcullen. There was three Bally Giblin men around Andy. So he had to turn and come back out. There was no point hitting the ball in. And that showed that Bally Giblin at halftime, the manager, I think, I would say he gave them a bit of a rollick. And, and, they, kind of and, and, they, and they basically said, Andrew Kilcullen, just just don't let this guy get on the ball exactly yeah he will cause damage and I would say that the kind of underestimated Eastkey a little bit but at half time I think that that was well and truly put to bed so and that's just unlucky for Eastkey that uh, sideline ball from Rory McHugh comes off his own player it's gone out for a sideline ball to Bally Giblin and Eastkey have brought on Luke Reddy he's come into the fray and Bally Giblin are bringing on another sub Aaron O'Brien now is joining the fray we're into the second minute of added time three minutes of time to be added it's Eastgate 10 points Bally Giblin 115 Eastgate have given it a lash but just not enough as Thomas Ralston is being prepared to come on number 26 for Eastgate and uh, will there be time for the veteran to join the fray of course his nephew Daniel is injured missing this game Gavin Conley did come into the second half here as Eastkey play it forward. Mikey Gordon will pick this one up. Is there a consolation score at least for Eastkey in the closing minutes? Mikey Gordon to Thomas Cawley. Cawley, well, the chance is there. He gets away from a couple of players. That's a lovely, lovely, lovely score from Thomas Cawley. There is not just a consolation. That was a beautiful point at any stage of a game, at any final anywhere. That was a lovely score from Thomas Cawley. Eastkey's 11th. Brilliant score. You know, Thomas, you know, um, probably didn't have his best game today, but you couldn't fault his effort. But, you know, he deserved that point. It was a great point from outside the, from outside the 45. And, um, you know, like, uh, as, as I said, Eastkey have kept going. They have never given up, and it shows in that score. 
and Owen Rua McGowan tries to win that ball so too does Rory McHugh we're into the third minute now of uh, time to be added on and uh, that's uh, Thomas Ralton still looking to come into the fray not just yet there can't be much time left here now we're into the third we're into almost at the end of the third minute of a time Bally Giblin Bally Gar it was Eski beat Bally Gar in the kind of final but Bally Giblin 115 Eski 11 7 point game here at Crow Park the All-Ireland final coverage on Ocean FM from Crow Park courtesy of Shoot the Crows good company good crack good points and that's a good point for Bally Giblin and they're celebrating that one that's another score. It's now 116. And that's a good a, that's a good score. Yeah, that's Joseph, our friend O'Sullivan, 10 number 10, point number 10 for him. And um, you know, he's been he's been very, very so, good. Thomas Ralton finally gets to join the fray. A seasoned campaigner for Eski. And uh, 116, that's a good, good score in any final. 11 points for Eski. So Eski, well, it's all over. It's all over. And the Eski, no, it's not all over. It's not all over. I thought for a second there that the whistle had gone. Have Eski a chance for just one last consolation strike? A goal, a point, something. They pick up that breaking ball there with Bernard Feeney. Good play from him. And now the final whistle has gone. And there's a Bally Giblin invasion the red and white hooped jerseys and the final score here is 116 to 11 and Paul the, the, the Eski dream the Eski St. Farnans lads just it didn't happen for them so how much of it is down to what Eski could have done and what I suppose Bally Giblin were just were, were they that much a better side uh, a little bit of both lean to be honest you know um you know, early doors, Bally Giblin got the goal after 11 seconds and you were thinking, oh, here we go. But, you know, Eski fought back into the game and possibly their scoring stakes, Bally Giblin were better than them, you know, in the scoring stakes. But for battle and for heart and commitment and all that kind of stuff and the battle and, you know, uh, Eski gave as good as they got. But as I, I said to your country, you cannot underestimate how much it meant to Bally Giblin that they were here last year. Like, they scored 18 last year and lost. They scored 116 this year and won. But, like... If you look at Eastgate, they're three in a row county champions in Sligo. The last iconic final last year, came back and won it this year, won an All-Ireland semi-final, got to an All-Ireland final. Like, the memories these lads are going to have, you will not get, no matter what they go on and do, and they're going to win 20 more titles, they will put this, even though they lost the final, they will put this down to, you couldn't buy memories like this. And the joy they've given to Eastgate St. Farnans, their families, their supporters. I'm even sure there's people tuned in from overseas, lots of, you know, people from my Sligo living over there, and what a run they've given and fair play to Michael Gordon and hats off to them there's no shame I'm beating them in the All-Ireland final and I suppose what they've done for the Hurling community but we see there on the big screen the player being interviewed as Joseph O'Sullivan and I mean it just shows you when you have a player contributing what he contributed now obviously Eastgate tried Andrew Kilcullen Joe, Rory, uh, Joe, Rory McHugh with a very very good game uh, Finney and Coley came into the second half James Weir Fionn Connolly all those players contributed but I suppose what, what will they look back on and say not concede the goal early on or get more scores themselves or uh, what probably need to get more scores like I think Bally Giblin are probably a little bit further advanced in their development as a team and as I said last year they were here 
Bud Eastley, like that was the oldest player on the team is 26 maybe bar one player that's a, and the youngest player is 20 so that's a great band of uh, that they haven't even come of age as a team yet and to be in an All-Ireland final after the run they've had um, I think Michael Gordon and, and the management team they can be they can take nothing but pride and everyone in Sligo be so proud of this Eastley St. Farnes team and um, I'll tell you they will be gunning for a few more titles in the future even in All-Ireland so you think this will give them the, I suppose, the drive to push on again in the Sligo Senior Hurling Championship and, and again then try to, well, they have to get over that hurdle first, don't forget, because we, we, we should say Navon are going to be there again and maybe uh, Kellerister and Hill might get the rat together, Western Gales are building up at underage level, so they, they'll have to, but they will go back with a drive into the upcoming championship. Well, it's a knock-on effect, Navon, Kellera, Tour Strand, Western Gales, you know, all the clubs, Call all Saint Saint Joseph. Joseph, yeah. will see... Look at if we can match what Eastley done, we can get to Croke Park, we can win a Connacht title. But the big thing is, Eastley learned from last year when they lost the Connacht final. And they will learn again. Like, you, you experience, you cannot beat experience. And the experience they had out there, no, they weren't, like, the last part won 16 to 11. But, like, they were more than a match for Bally Gibbon, except on the scoring stakes. And to be honest with you, I would think that if Eastley, um, you know, were to appear here again next year, if they get out of Sligo and come out of Connacht, I think that the, the, the experience they've had today would more than stand to them. And uh, I don't think Paddy Powers' betting would be as daft as i seen it earlier today. Well, Eski have uh, weeks and months to think about this magnificent journey. And then they'll obviously have to start their preparations again uh, for the club championship in Sligo Crook competitions. And of course, a lot of these players will be featuring for Sligo in the upcoming uh, National League. That's the one thing, Liam, like most of those lads are on the go for two years, like between playing county football in Sligo, county hurling in Sligo, football with St. Farns and football with Eastgate. And um, they're on the go, they've really had no break. The Ballygiblin lads, a lot of them play football for Mitchellstown and play hurling for Ballygiblin. But there's very few, there's only one or two of them on a county squad. So like they will have a break where, like, I think that the lads are, the Eastgate team are going to have to be looked after now. Because I know they've gone into a county setup now again, but you can't flog lads and lads can't keep going mentally as much as physically. And like they'll be, you know, very disappointed this evening, but they can look back. I'm telling you, the memories they will have had, they were friends as it was, but the friendships they will have made. And I can guarantee you that, you know, Eski will, I, there'll be no doubt that Eski could be back up here in Crow Park in 12 months' time. Like, think of how Bally Giblin felt this time last year and look where they are now.